2: on this program are based on the holy spirit leading of a man called coach
0: i gotta ask you this out there christian america
2: it's time for pass the salt with a coach dave (coughs) daubenmeyer
0: hey good morning what is this it's the uh, 17th day november what show number is this today producer mr producer do you know 1,764 shows. Now, that's amazing, isn't it? That's is amazing. And uh, last night, I got a call from Barb Dixon. You say, who's Barb Dixon? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Some of you know Barbie. She listens every day. <clears throat> she listens on tape delay. She doesn't get up in the morning. She lives in Royston, Georgia, home of Ty Cobb. I've been, that's where Clint Harper's from, by the way. Pastor Clint Harper's from, from uh, Royston as well. But Barb just, she called me last night on internet, however the internet works. I I don't know, I was sitting there, my phone goes, whatever it does, and picked it up. And it was Barb and had quite a conversation with her. And and, uh, she has been there for all 1,000, how many Spencer? 1,700, 1,764. And she says she has not missed a show, not one show. 1,764. Now, how she happened to be part of the first one, I, I really don't even know. But uh, she's just a great encourager out there. And she called and, <clears throat> man, she just encouraged me for it. She just on and on and on and on and on. And so I just want to acknowledge Barb. Some of you know her. And I, w- I also want to acknowledge some of the rest of you out there who I know faithfully support what we do here at Coach Dave Live. Prayerfully. I'm 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 often Michelle and I are often amazed by the number of people who say, Coach, praying for you. Praying for you, coach. And uh we feel it and we appreciate it. And I I said to Barb last night, and I mean this. I'm listen, I'm pretty much what you see here. This is pretty much me. This isn't an act. Uh I am what I am. Love me or hate me, like Barb said, sometimes, sometimes you, you know, come across as arrogant and just being honest. I I understand it, but I want all of you to know that ain't none of this staged, ain't none of this fake. But I shared with I shared with her last night. Bear with me here a second, right? I I, I shared with her last night and share with all of you again out there that I am by nature an introvert. You see, how can that be, Coach? You're just yapping all the time, yelling, screaming, hollering, doing this show. <clears throat> no, an introvert is someone who gains strength by being alone, by being alone. When I need my bat, my wife is an extrovert. When Michelle needs, I've, I've shared this before, when Michelle needs encouraged, she loves to be around people. She wants to go be around people. She plugs her batteries into other people. And when I'm out out and about and I'm with people, this please take this the right way. It is a drain of my battery. It's a drain of my battery. Being around people drains my battery. And as an introvert, I like to go be alone and charge up. And so when I say that to people, it sounds like I'm like, this is a fake guy here. No, this, is, this is who I am. This is every this is me. And I don't put on a show, and I don't say things to try to make you feel good, although I wish I could, and I don't say things to uh, intentionally make you feel bad, although sometimes I wish I I would. Uh, It's the old coach in me that uh, realizes that no matter what the situation is, you got to deal with it, and you can lie to yourself and pat yourself on the back all the time and make yourself out to be a victim, and it ain't going to get you anywhere. And the truth of it is sometimes you need a kick in the ass to quit feeling sorry for yourself. Oh, woe is me. Woe is me. Oh, my grandma did this to me, and my grandpa did this to me, and my brothers did this to me, and my stepsister did this to me. And you live living in that, that mess, I, I, I refuse to do it. I won't live in it. You want me to sit down here? Do You want me to come on here? What if I came on here every day and droned on and on and on about, why is everybody always picking on me? How long would you want to hear that stuff? How long would you want to listen to that stuff? And do you understand the old saying that hurt people hurt people? Hurt people hurt people. people. Can I say something as nicely as I can? Hold your ears. Get over it. Get over it, all right? Don't let what's happened to you in the past continue to be a drag on your future. Get over it. I'll pray play something inspirational here anymore in because I, I feel really, really inspirational. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I am so. Can you bear with me just a second? I'm such an unbelievably blessed man. I can't I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you. And I get up every day and I thank the Lord for the blessed life that I live. Thankful for good friends. Thankful for the most unbelievable, wonderful wife anybody could have ever had. For a wonderful family. Food in my belly every time I need it. toe clippers if I need them. Medicine to rub on a sore if I need it. Finances to buy food if I need it. Finances to help others if I can. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And even though we come in here on the show regularly, and it's always sort of doom and gloom, if you know what I mean. Uh, uh, listen, reality's doom and gloom, isn't it, folks? Reality's doom and gloom. And I don't, I don't try to come on here and talk about everything that's bad, but the reality of it is, everything's bad, right? Everything's bad. And so unless we come unless we come the old coach and me, unless the re- we get to the reality of dude, we're not scoring because you ain't blocking, until we get there in an honest approach with one another. Look, if I put you at right guard, I don't care if your knee hurts. I don't care if your thumb hurts. I don't care if you had a fight with your girlfriend. Will you freaking block? And if he can't, get the hell out. And we'll put somebody in there. So where you, as my friend Tom Gill says, where you are is where you are. Now what are you going to do? Where you are is where you are. And as I've used the illustration before, the automakers were smarter than most of us because they gave us a great big windshield and a real tiny rearview mirror because it's so much more important where you're going than where you have been. And you cannot live your life looking in the rearview mirror. If you will, if you do, you're going to get off the road. (laughs) I'm just telling you, you're going to miss the path ahead of you. You're gonna go left of center and get whacked, or you're gonna go right a center and hit a ditch. And the really reality of it is, there's victory in Jesus. Victory. We don't even sing those songs anymore, do we, in church. Victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He bought me, and He stopped with. He bought me, and He sold me with His redeeming blood. Right? There's victory in Jesus, and I'm telling you this in every aspect of our lives. And if we're not more than conquerors in the daily walk of our lives, and if we're not more than conquerors, I'm sorry, in the political realm, then you got got a hold of the wrong kind of faith. Amen. If you think Jesus Christ saved me, put me here only because I'm going to heaven, Dude, you are missing the greatest opportunity in your life that you ever, ever, ever have. And when we get on the other side, when whatever that other side is, heaven, call it whatever you want to. When I move into that next realm, that next world, and I look back into this one, if there is one, I believe there is. I'm going to look back at the foolishness of the things that I permitted me from doing what I could do. So look, it's all, it's all going to just be foolishness. Just foolishness. This guy said this, and this person did that, and this person did this, and that government official did this. We're just gonna say, Oh, are you kidding me. Greater is he that is in me than anything else that is in the world. The FBI, the CIA, the Republican Party, the Democratic Party, my local chef. Greater is he in me than any of these other even put them all together. Put them all together, greater is he that's in me. We don't live like that, friends. We just don't live like that. I try. I try. I was amazed. I sat out of the last uh I don't know how many seven days or whatever. And I sat there and I watched Steve Deck exercise his gift. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching, we you know, we're digging, digging ditches, digging holes, planting poles and stringing wire. Literally, literally, I'll tell you that story sometime. And I'm sitting there and I'm just look, I'm I'm just I'm just a monkey. I'm a point and click. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to hold. Tell me what to stand. Tell me where to pull. Tell me where to back up the tractor. I'm just, I I sit there and I watch in amazement and think that the guy who used to run for 20 some years a multi million, like hundreds of millions of dollar project for 20 years, he was construction superintendent. Sitting on the back of my freaking tractor, digging a hole. And I thought, Lord, what would? How, how do I even pay him? How do you? How do I pay him? We say, Coach, he, he doesn't want pay. I know that. I know he doesn't want pay. But if I were to try to hire Steve Depp to do what he did, what would that cost me? I can't even. I I can't even. I can't imagine. Can't even imagine. And I I want all of you to know out there how grateful I am for the role that every one of you play. And would you do me a favor? Would you do? Oh my goodness, Lord help me! I can't believe the divisions that pop up amongst this group. It's it's what's the word I want to say? It's repulsive. Grown men getting their feelings hurt. I've never seen anything like it. Never seen anything like. It. Sometimes it's over theology. Sometimes it's because I like this guy better than that guy because this guy said this. It's a, it's. I'm just telling you, man. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> I'm encouraged today. And I'm going to let Myra pray, and I'm going to. I'm going to. No griping and moaning today. This is a day of encouragement. In fact, as you're sitting right there, it'd be a good day for you to g- give a little bit of testimony. Don't, don't, hey, Tell us a story, not your life story. Uh, let me, let me do something real quick. I just sent you a picture, uh, uh, Spencer. Put that picture up there. Look at this picture. You say, who's that? That's that's Clay. Oh yeah, yeah, it's Clay. We well, say so who's that guy standing with Clay? Well, let me tell you a story. I'm sitting on the phone. Fo- I'm sitting on the tractor. I'm moving. Steve's de- digging on the with the. He's digging behind me. I'm sitting on the tractor, and every time Steve says move, I move forward. <laughs> I move forward about five feet, and Steve digs, and I move forward five feet. So I'm sitting there killing time on my cell phone. Got my cell phone. <laughs> As uh, Steve's digging, because there anything I can do? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, right? And uh, I, I got thinking about Mitch Walters. Crazy, crazy way your mind works. So who's Mitch Walters? What's well, the guy standing right there? And Mitch Walters is a high school classmate, but he's a year behind me. High school teammate of mine, football. And I connected with him a couple of years ago through my other buddy Rodney. And I hadn't spoken to Mitch in, like forever. And I'm sitting there on my tractor, and I sent Mitch a. I don't even remember why. I I have his phone number, and I just texted him something. And he texts me back. He says, hey, Coach, can you take a call? Now, let me stop a second. Say, well, who's Mitch Walters? Well, anybody in the Bristol, Tennessee area would know this, that this guy owns about every car dealership in the entire (laughs) – called Friendship Auto. He owns – I don't even know how many – I don't know how many different – he owns it. by, you know, Chevrolet, Ford, on and on, and on, and on, and on, and on. And I said, to, hey, Mitch, uh, after I called him, I called him, he said, call me. I hadn't spoken to him in quite a while. Hey, Mitch, yada, yada. yada. Um, anyway, I said, hey, my buddy Clay's coming down through. I'd like to send you something. Can we, can, can, uh, would it be okay? Could he catch up with you? Folks, this guy runs a multi, multi-million dollar operation, right? He says, sure, give me my number. So yesterday, Clay shows up at um, Friendship—I I mean, conglomerate—Friendship <laughs> conglomerate of Card Mecca—and took Mitch a, a hat and a shirt and a CD. And Clay spent about thirty minutes. This guy gave Clay thirty minutes of his time, and it, it was an encouragement to me because I know this. Even in my darkest moments, I know we're making a difference, friends. I know we're making a difference. You pick the largest. I don't even want to use auto dealer because it doesn't even do justice of it. I mean, it's like massive, massive, entire state of Tennessee, this guy. He's the top cheese. And he had 30. He had said, call me. And Clay went in there and sat down with Mitch Walters. I'll get you a second here, Clay. Listen, folks, I want you to know this. With God, all things are possible. And I'm here to tell you this. If we would just have faith as a mustard seed, just a mustard seed of faith, we could say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea, not doubting our heart, we shall have whatsoever we say. There's no reason why we're losing. Other than, Oh, I got a lot of reasons why we're losing. I'm going to let Clay jump in here real quick because uh, I know he wants to talk about Mitch. But stay with me because I'm not done yet. Go ahead, Clay.
3: Yeah, I want to tell you just a little bit about <clears throat> the visit. Uh, that Mitch is a great guy, Coach, and know he, he, he knows you. He remembers. He remembers you. He remembers your family. He said you was a running back. He said you were one tough, tough sucker. And uh, he talked about your your brother. And playing baseball with him. and uh, But this is the thing that we did take time to talk about that made me just appreciate Mitch after meeting him more and more. We, we talked about the abortion clinic there in Bristol, Tennessee. We had conversation about abortions. And he said that uh, 51 years ago, he was about to graduate high school. And I don't think he'd mind me telling telling you this because he told me this and it'll help other people. He said 51 years ago, he was uh, dating his high school sweetheart. She got pregnant. And uh, and, and they were going to uh, just about start their life. And they had plans, you know, they had big plans. And his dad was a car dealer and had big plans for him. And he said uh, his dad told him, he said. Uh, you know, there's a you got choices you can make, son, to get yourself out of this situation. And he said uh he thought about it and pondered it. And he said, No, I'm gonna man up. I'm gonna man Amen. up I'm gonna, I'm gonna marry this girl and I'm gonna raise this baby. And I met his son while I was there as well, and uh he wow. told me, he said, uh I can't imagine going through the last 51 years of my life and not having my son there. And, and I said, wow. uh, I said, uh, think about this, Mitch. I th- I said, think about that right now you're successful and you got a son and the peace that you've got in your heart for doing the right thing right now. And I said, think about going through the last 51 years and not having that peace of making the right decision and doing the right thing. And and even though we had only known each other a few minutes, uh we had some very great spiritual conversation that'll uh, that I'll remember for the rest of our life. He's a good man.
0: He's a good man, and right now, uh Spencer, I'm gonna show you something because I was thinking bear bear with me, a little bit of soul searching here this morning, all right? Uh uh I sent I sent this it got got it. You can take Mitch's picture off there if he can get paranoid, maybe he saw it. Uh, <laughs> Steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in our way. By the way, I didn't know that story. About, I didn't know that about Mitch. I just sent you a photo. This We all have a bend, don't we? See, there's something to a father-son relationship that in a lot of ways we miss that we, that we really, really don't understand. And this picture that you're about to look at I don't know why we're talking about Mitch Walters, but I'll move on here in a second. I got something specific. Uh, I saw this hanging in our local post office, Uh, that little billboard in our local post office. And I walked by, and there was the picture of it. And I took the picture, and I sent it to Mitch. Are you able to get it up there, Spence? Did you get it? Okay, 10 seconds. And to think that Mitch Walters, my high school buddy, I haven't spoken to him. Other than the phone, I haven't seen him in years. Literally years. The Mitch Waters would now be the largest automobile conglomerate in Tennessee. He's on the Bristol, Tennessee area, so it goes a lot of different directions there, right? And I walked in there, and on the bulletin board was this picture. Spence, get it up there. He's trying. He's trying. And I took took a snap picture of it, and I sent it to him. I'll do it, Spence, if you can't. It's just a. It was just a picture hanging on the billboard from 1961. There it is. Walters Chevrolet Walters Sales Company, Hebron, Ohio. Mitch's dad was a local car dealer, and now Mitch owns the world in car dealers. It's, it's something, isn't it? So uh, I'm going to get off the Mitch thing. I want to show you some things. I want to I want to encourage you today because greater is he that is in us than he is in the world. And, and without it sounding intimate or anything like that, I just I just hugged on my wife again this morning before I got out of bed. She just hugged back and just laid there thinking about coming up on the twenty sixth here here in a week. How long what? yeah? Yeah, in a week. Twenty-fourth, a week from today is my forty-third anniversary to that beautiful little woman. And then nine days from now is my birthday, my seventh seventieth birthday. And as I laid down I hugged my hug my wife, just thoughts that just went through my head of everything we've been through, and the faithfulness of her, and the faithfulness of the Lord, and the fact that I am where I am today because of all that mess that I went through. Isn't that something? Huh? All that mess. The Bible says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. And there have to be times in your life and times in my life where we think he ain't even paying attention. Where are you, dude? Huh? You ordering me into this mess? Yeah, sadly he does. Everything that happens to you, everything that happens in your life, he permits or orders. He permits it. Free choice. And the uh, Bible says that all things work together for good. For those who love the Lord and call it according to his purpose. I just want to acknowledge that today. And then I want to I want to share you something encouraging because it's we don't get very many encouraging stories. Really, we don't. And so I want to share this with you because it just really, well, let, go to Ritt Burger. i got to share this one with you. You know, Ritt Burger gave us all that free food the other day right? Ritberger meets. They're in Zanesville, but they're also at Buckeye Lake now. And uh, <clears throat> I saw on Facebook, my cousin Mary watching. Hey, Mary, if you're out there, dear, God bless you. I know you're watching. Maybe not every day, but I know you're watching. And sh- she couldn't believe it that I went to, met Ritberger because years ago, I don't know, 20, 30, 40, she, I'm not really sure what it is. She was in a horrible, horrible accent, flaming Fire, car, getting ready to burst on fire. And she was pulled out of that burning wreckage by Mr. Ritberger. Is that unbelievable? Is that unbelievable? So next time I see him, I got to go say something. Hey, you remember that lady you pulled out of that car? That's my cousin. What a world, huh? What a world we live in. And if we could just pull back sometimes, if we could just look around, if we could take a bird's eye view and see really the orchestration of the Lord and everything that's gone on, we'd be really, really blown away. So I want to I wanna give you a, a, a feel-good story if I can find it here. Uh that's not it. Let me get let me get here. Um, there it is. Okay. I want you to pull up uh which one is it? It says Cameron Babb. Cameron Babb. Some of you may not be a... uh, I I, I guess the the story this morning is we're talking about perseverance. We're talking about perseverance. And that was the thing I love most about football. Of all the sports that i ever played, nothing like football taught you that when you knocked down, you had to get up. You had to get up immediately. And when you got up, you had to... Dust yourself off. You had to go get into the huddle, and you had to go again. And not only did you have to go again, but you had to go in unison with eleven other, 10 other guys in that huddle. And if you got knocked on your butt by a guy over you, and you went back to the huddle, you knew in your mind you had to face that guy for 30 more plays. And it taught you courage. And it taught you perseverance. And it humbled you to the point where you would ask the guy beside you in the huddle, hey, can you chip him for me? Meaning, can you help me a little bit? Can you bust him before you go get your man? And learn to work together and pick up one another. When one guy's down, another guy up, the whole idea of in a huddle. That's why we call this the huddle. The idea in a huddle. See, the huddle's for encouragement, not discouragement. Hell, there's enough of that outside the huddle. I came across this story, and it was because football and the huddle was so much a part of my life, still is. Nobody but a football coach can understand this. This is a picture from last Saturday's football game, Ohio State University. They were playing in Indiana. And this kid named Cameron Babb, Cameron Babb, never heard of him? He's a, what they call fifth-year senior. he has been at Ohio State for five years. And are you ready for this? During his five years at Ohio State University, he had four major knee surgeries. Now, I don't know if you've ever had a knee surgery. You get a knee surgery, it's at least six months, sometimes nine months, before you're even back to what they would consider recovery. It happened to him four different times. And he persevered. And if you scroll down the bottom, Spence, right there. Nobody knew this was going on. On Saturday, his fifth year senior, persevered, and stayed in school, and didn't drop out, and didn't do whatever. Kept playing football. The coaches at Ohio State say that this was one of the greatest moments. They were ever involved in in their lives, all the coaches and all the places that they had been. And nobody understood because you weren't in that locker room. you didn't know what Cameron had been through. You didn't know the perseverance. It's so much a faith walk, this life that we live. and I want you to watch. This video, it's real quick, it's talking about Cam Babb, after five years and four years of four different knee surgery, scored a touchdown at Ohio State University. Now here's what I want you to see. I want you to ask yourself if this is reflected in your life, in your church life, in your family life, this power of something called unity that you just can't drum it up. I want you to watch. Most people had no idea. See, they knew the backstory of Kim. They knew the backstory. Everybody on that team knew the perseverance and everything he'd been through. Those of us watching, he catches a touch on. Who's that? Cam? Who? Who? I want you to watch the reaction of his teammates after he catches this, this meaningless touchdown that nobody understands but the guys there who say it's one of the greatest moments of their life. Go ahead.
3: Jay Stroud. It doesn't matter who was on the field. He was going to throw it to Cameron Bath. That's right. And that play call
2: was for Cameron Babb. And C.J. Stroud. Ryan Day.
3: Marvin Harrison Jr. Open arms, a warm, warm embrace from his teammates.
2: Man, this sport, man. This school. Something different about these Bucks, man.
3: Because there's nothing like it, right? There's nothing, nothing like
0: it. Something about you, those Bucks. You man. would know. No, Slow sure. on down. Slow on down. They love this guy cause they know what he'd been through. And our job in our huddle is to bear one another's burdens, not kick each other in the shins. That's not our job. Our job is to help bear one another's burdens. I could read the whole thing, but I'm not going to do it. Go down, scroll down. I want you to watch this. Put it at the one minute and thirty second mark, and I want you to listen what comes out of this kid's mouth. By the way, the guy standing with him is is uh, uh, the Ohio State quarterback who's really, really famous, yada, yada, yada. CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud. And then this kid here that nobody knows anything about. I want you to listen what comes out of his mouth. Go ahead. When you catch it
4: and you kind of drop to your knees after that, you had a
0: moment,
2: was, what are you thinking? What's going through your head in that
4: moment? Yeah, I mean, I will say the past five years has kind of been – What's been on a dream of mine is, is whenever I catch a touchdown whatever that moment is uh, to get on my knees and, and give praise to, to him to Jesus Christ that's uh, that's the only hope that I truly have I, football I love football I love what it can do for so many people Um I just know there's a world with a whole bunch of stuff going on and um, so many people need hope and um, so if I could give and shine the light that Jesus has given me and give that to others um, I think that was that's my responsibility as a, as a son of God son of Jesus so um that moment has kind of been in my mind for the past five years, though. Uh, over here to the right, Clay Hall of the Sam uh, congratulations.
0: I did run into your dad, and he literally was speechless. Uh,
3: what does it mean to have your family here both sides and just uh, they've been back
4: with you? Listen to this. I, we've all done stories on you, and I think everyone's kind of happy. For you. Yeah, um, I was. I'm just thankful again to have family that supported me uh, in times when like you know I just felt like I couldn't keep going you know uh, and they would always speak life into me and uh, especially my pop uh, started playing football because of him and uh, he's always been there he's always been the main person that believes I'm the best receiver in the world and, and you know so uh, having him behind me means so much and my mom and my whole family and you know, Teammates, um, I couldn't be more thankful than to have as many people as you around. Me. It's not
0: just about me; it's about me. Rob Baller, Columbus Dispatch. Cam, you, you could have walked away at any moment through this uh, journey, and no one would have held it against you. What kept you coming back? Was it
4: football? Was it faith? Was it? Murder? What kept you coming back year after year? And uh, what were you trying to accomplish? Yeah. Um, I would say, mo- I mean, I love football, but mostly faith. Mostly. Yeah, knowing that um, when I, you know, truly surrendered my life to Jesus and he uh, He showed me his love and who he is, um, I just wanted to shut out the world. And we have such a big platform here at Ohio State. Um, I just thought, you know, if it doesn't work out, then Jesus is still good, he's still king, he's still Lord, he's still my savior. It doesn't really matter. But if, if it works out in a, in a way that I think it can, then like I said, there's so many people that I can turn and turn to him, you know, and, and and there's a lot of sadness and stuff going on in the world. And I just wanted to be able to tell people about what Jesus has done in my life. And um, and just even for my teammates, Just I know they go through things just like me. So if I can just help them out as well, that was it Amen. Amen. Okay, you can
0: stop it. there. This whole thing's worth a watch and it's worth a read. See, folks, this Christian walk's about overcoming. It's about overcoming. There's nothing in the world like overcoming difficult. There's nothing like, nothing like it. That
1: was a boom moment right there. That was awesome.
0: The whole thing's all y'all to read the article of everything. Look, I don't know if Ohio state's coach is saved. I I would, I'd say probably not. I've never heard it come out of his mouth, but the quarterback is, and and this kid is. And so uh, why are we as Christians? Why, why, why do we walk around with such a defeatist attitude in regards to just everything that's going on around us? What, What can, can, Is there any mountain too high? Is there any valley too low, as the song says? Is there anything that is put before us that Christ has not given us the ability to overcome? And why are we so, seem to be so powerless in overcoming? Why is that? What's going on? Because these two guys here, play that again. Uh, Play that little short clip again. Folks, I want you to watch the reaction of his teammates. And I'm going to tell you something. This ain't fake, baby. Uh-uh. I've, I've been in enough lock. I've seen guys score touchdowns and they come off the field and their buddies high five them, but it's kind of half hearted. You know what I'm talking about? I want you to watch the love these guys have for this kid because they know what he's been through. Watch this teammate. Look at his coat. Hey, it's fifty-four to ten. It's not about the touchdown. Look at them rejoicing with him. Look at that. That's what we as a body are supposed to be like. Right there, man. Huh? Man. I ought to run if I could. We ought to be running down to Clay and giving him a big hug for connecting with Mitch Waters. We ought to be running and picking up Steve Deck and dancing around with Steve Deck. We ought to be looking at those of you out there who are fighting fights and winning battles. I ought to be running and getting Jeff Klein and dancing around downtown Mount Vernon with him. We need to encourage one another. Encourage one another in the Lord. Encourage one another. And we want Amen. to know that some guys stepped into the battle and some guys engaged the battle. Encouraging. Go, dude. We're behind you. Go, go, go. Boom.
3: Amen. We don't.
0: We get jealous. <laughs> we'd, we'd rather get jealous. <laughs> right? So uh I just want to open it up here a little bit for some for some testimony. Look, don't tell us your don't tell us your life story. Don't tell us your life story. But just just brag on the Lord a minute. Just brag on the Lord. God, what a mighty God we serve. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I look at my own life my life was shaped in hard times shaped in hard i was telling Michelle we were driving down the road the other day <laughs> Something's things never leave. i think all the games we played and uh, we were driving by newark uh, newark high school where we beat newark catholic on october 2nd uh uh 19 god it goes back a long time long time ago we beat them there and i i started to reminisce and i thought about We when we got beat by Clyde, we should have gone we should have won the state championship that year and we didn't we, we, we didn't – final four in the state. We didn't make it out of there. Uh, and those are the games I remember, the ones that, that we could have and didn't. I, those are the – I don't remember all the – I remember some of the great victories, but I remember the disappointments. And in my life right now, I want to I wanna go for all the gusto. I want to be sitting in heaven telling stories about – The wins, not the losses. And come on, come on with me. We've got the mentality in American Christianity that we're losing and we're going to be out of here soon. Can't you see how good the other team's playing? We're never going to beat them. There's no way we're going to beat them. Lord, get us out of here. Get us out of here, Lord. Oh, Lord, help us. Come on in, Dale. Hey, tell us your story, not your life story. Go, Dale.
1: Oh, absolutely not, brother. Listen, 1 uh, Thessalonians, what I shared last night, we urge you, brethren, to admonish the unruly, but encourage the fainthearted, help the weak, and be patient with everyone. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, no matter whether you're on a mountain or in a valley. I think about the the, the pilgrims. Come on, coach. When most of them died that first year, they could have got back on that boat and went home. You know what they did? They got up, brother, and they pressed on. And that's why we're here
0: today. Amen. Amen. And expanded westward. Can you imagine? Can you imagine those guys getting in those uh, those sooner schooners and all of a sudden hitting those Rocky Mountains? And holy smoke. <laughs> Wasn't planning on this one. Wasn't planning on this one. Myra, play and pray us in. I can't forget you. Go ahead, Myra.
5: Yes, Coach. I will be happy to do so. Galatians, the reading today will be from Galatians 4, 16 through 19. It is written, Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth?
0: Uh-huh. Go ahead. Go ahead. They, hey, hang on. Hang on. Listen. Listen. It's the job of a coach to tell the players the truth. Because if you lie to your players, they will never play hard for you. they'll never play hard for you. You're telling the truth. Go, Myra,
5: just yes, coach they jealousy affect you,
0: but not well yeah mm. they- Wait a minute. Your enemies affect you, but not well, huh? Keep going,
5: yeah, they will exclude you the Jake that you might affect them.
0: Oh, they're going to shut you up because you might impact them. Go ahead.
5: But it is good to be jealously affected always in a good thing and not only when I am present with you, my little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you.
0: Amen. Amen.
5: Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I unleash resurrection power, love, grace, and joy on you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. By the way, Myra, you're late. The Holy Spirit's already here. So thank you, Holy Spirit, for showing up. We appreciate you being here. Go, Jack, and then Tim. we Will do. Hey, tell us a story, not your life story. Go ahead.
3: No, no life stories here. I just wanted to answer your question, coach. The reason why we don't do what that young man did and that team did, because we're taught
0: defense, we're not taught offense. And that young boy was offensive. Amen. Amen. Do you guys have any idea? Do you have any idea what reconstructive knee surgery takes? Do you have any idea the work that goes into that and to have it done four times? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. And you know what you see? You see the respect of his teammates, don't you? Because they know, man. They know. Don't fool yourself. Your teammates know.
3: Go, Tim. I don't have a story without the new birth of Jesus Christ. And uh, I guess that's the only testimony I'll share, but
0: on – grace, as we talked about over the weekend, it is, as Paul said, it's sufficient, but it is the overcoming power of God. Amen. Well, Tim, we know this, right? God has never moved with majorities. We saw that in Gideon, didn't we? Huh? 30,000, 30, cuts it down to 3,000, cuts it down to 300, because the move of the Lord will come in the least expected. Way. It isn't going to come through Donald Trump. It's going to come from somebody in Arizona, some unknown person in Arizona who flips the table over. It's always the way the Lord works. And I don't know about you, I want to position myself to flip that table if He calls me to. That should be the desire of our heart, friends. Not that that Jim Jordan's going to do something or Mitt Romney is going to do something. What is the Lord strategically preparing you to do? You. Man, oh man. You know, Mitch Walters, I told Clay this. And Susie, I know you I know you out there, Susie. Share this with Dan. That's my brother. My brother Dan only has one arm. He lost it when he was 7 months old in a car accident. Mom and dad didn't know he had the car. Not just kidding. They were blindsided and uh, he he went through the uh the window evidently was open and Dan went up he was sitting on mom's lap. He was uh, seven months old. He went through the wind, the open window and his arm went through the wing. You guys remember when they had wings on cars and it went through there and cut his arm off at, at seven months old. And my brother, Dan, his whole life was uh, a phenomenal athlete with one arm, pitch, catch, play basketball and, uh, Clay, tell tell people what Mitch Walter said about my one armed brother yesterday.
3: He said he was uh, he said he was intimidated by him. He said he'd he'd go up to the uh, to he said your brother pitched, and he said <laughs> he'd put his glove he said he kept his glove under his bad arm somehow, and he would pitch the ball with his good arm, and then all in one motion he would somehow put his glove on and be ready for the ball to come back at him. Amen. And he said he was just standing standing there watching this one-arm pitcher pitch at him, and he was shaking because he was scared, it, you know.
0: <laughs> Susie, you tell Dan that, all right? In fact, I remember my dad, was our, my dad was our little league coach, and me and Dan, we fought all the time. And so one time Dan was pitching, and I was catching, believe it or not, and he wasn't throwing the ball across the plate. And so there we were, brothers, arguing on the field. You guys can see that picture, right, little, little league. Dan was 12, I was 10, right? (laughs) And so Dad Dad had enough of it. And he walked out on the field and he made us switch positions. He made me pitch and he made Dan catch. Now Dan only had one arm. (laughs) You get this, right? Dan's only got one arm. So he's catching. And the guy on first base, well, you know what the coach does, right? You're gonna steal the guy to second because he only got a one-arm guy catching. Dan threw him out by about 20 feet. (laughs) What what a story, what a story. But see, look, look, so how does the enemy creep in? See, how how do we let the enemy creep in and not turn a handicap into a positive, see? And the words of so many other people make such a difference. And I remember my one-armed brother, Dan, when he went to high school or junior high, Mr. Mr. Browder, that was his basketball coach, told him, oh, you can't play. You only got one arm. Can you imagine somebody saying that to you? Can you even imagine that? You can't play. You only got one arm. He's better than most guys out there. Don't let others control your destiny. Come on in, Julie.
5: Good morning. Great show, Coach. Two things. what the enemy plans for evil, God will turn it for good, if you allow him. We believe it. Yep. And God will turn your tragedy into a testimony.
0: Amen. Amen. Doesn't say everything will be good. Says he'll make good out of everything. Doesn't say everything will be good. But he'll make good out of it. He'll make good out of it. That's what I want to do. I want to make good out of bad. Janine.
1: I'm listening to those, uh, the young man's testimony and your friend. I guess I'm looking at it more spiritually. You know, the word of God is always telling us that he's going to um, take care of us. He's going to, we need to uh, be a Berean. We need to push forward. So when we do that, he's going to um, carve off the things that are not of God. And whether it's a tragedy or whatever, it's all things work together for those that love the Lord. So are we... My thing is, are we, as so-called Christians, willingly willingly uh, letting the Lord do that to us? Are we, or are we so stuck that it's mm. going to take a, um, a tsunami to get your attention?
0: I, when, I, I, amen, Janine. Hey, you, you know? know what? Coming back to Steve Deck, just a minute, Betty. Coming back to Steve Deck. I am sitting there on the tractor, and he's on the back of the tractor. And I'm thinking... Uh, Steve probably got about, I don't know, I'm guessing $250 an hour to do this (laughs) in the real world. And he talks about, Steve talks about how he got fired from his job for sharing the gospel. Did you guys know that? He'd worked there 20-some years. He got fired because he wouldn't stop talking about Jesus. Did you know that? And there's Steve Deck, no longer building hospitals, building the kingdom. get it? Do you get it or do you not get it, see? Do you get it or not? Amen. The best thing that ever happened to Steve Deck was to get fired. It's the best thing that ever happened to him. I'm sure he would tell you that. Didn't feel good. Didn't feel good. How am I going to eat? How am I going to pay my bills? What am I going to do? Dude, you're on the tractor building the kingdom. Sky high. I'm going to name it Steve Deck Pond. That's what I'm going to do. Betty, come on in. Good
5: morning. Yep, you're right. Uh, the enemy has come in. And that is why we got this stupid thing here, the Santana government is got everybody doing and following what they have to do. There are a bunch of goats and it's sad that, you know, people don't get up and fight for God instead of fighting for the devil. So they're fighting for the devil. They're standing they're up for, for the devil. I told her you're either for God or you're either for God or for Satan. And when you wear this, you're for Satan. Amen. I
0: love so, you guys. So look, so look, let me help you out here, right? Here's we gotta recognize this. Gotta recognize it. Pull up for me repubs and marriage, real quick. No bad news this morning. Going to give you good news. But I want you guys to know this. I want you to be aware of it. Can't wait to get that Republican wave in there, right? Gotta get that Republican wave in there. Now that's not what I wanted. It's uh, it should be uh it says uh I don't know oh, where is it? Repubs and marriage, yeah. Okay, are you ready for this, folks? Hey, this is what voting Republican will do for you. Since the overturning of Roe versus Wade, Democrats have been worried about the Supreme Court case that legalized same-sex marriage nationwide being overturned as well. Even though the Constitution doesn't authorize the federal government to have anything to do with marriage, in a 62 to 37 vote, listen, 12 Republicans voted with all the Democrats to move forward on a bill to ensure that the federal government recognizes same-sex marriage. 12 Republicans voted with the Democrats to try to pass an amendment to say that same-sex marriage can never be taken out of the uh, Constitution. By the way, who were those, Jack? Huh? Who were they? Why, they were Susan Collins of Maine, Joni Ernst of Iowa, Cynthia Loomis of Wyoming, Todd Young of Indiana, Dan Sullivan, Alaska, Shelly Moore Caputo of West Virginia, Richard Burr of North Carolina, Rob Portman of Ohio, Tom Tillis of North Carolina, Mitt Romney of Utah, Roy Blunt of Missouri, and of course, Lisa Murkowski. So you take those 12 and you subtract 12 from 62, you get 50. See what's going on, friends? Huh? Oh, yeah. All right. Hey, let's overcome evil with good. huh? Let's rout those bastards. Sorry, they're bastard children. They're bastard children, friends. Clay, go ahead.
3: Yeah, just a short testimony that I was going to give. Uh, I could have been taken out of this world many times from different situations and accidents and stuff like that. Uh, we can't, like you say, we can't whine about what could have been or or what we could have been in our lives and all that kind of stuff. We got the most important job. Each one of us today has got the most important job and assignment that you can be given to further the kingdom and do some, some kind of work to bless somebody else's <coughs> life. And that's what we need to do.
0: Amen, Clay. Amen. And, uh, hey, I, look, I know things others don't know. Clay's stepped out. Clay's lost his job. But he ain't sucking his thumb. He ain't moaning and groaning. He's moving forward to advance the kingdom. Because I want to look, look, folks. before the Lord will bless you. He's got to be sure you really mean it. Some of you say, uh, "Hey, coach, uh, uh, I'm 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 looking for a new job." Say, are you? You praying that the Lord's going to give you a new job, are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm praying. i believe believing, Coach. I'm believing the Lord's going to bless me with a new job. Say, oh, okay, then why don't you let go of that other one? Huh? Yeah. Once you show the Lord, you really mean it. Because he said he'd never leave you and he'd never forsake you. But nobody can serve two masters. That's for somebody. I don't know who it's for. Myra.
5: Yes, um, yes, coach, in regard to uh, Steve Deck and building up the kingdom and Craig Parker and the ones that are, have been helping you in, um, Sky High, one John four, seven, eight, beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God for God is love. Hallelujah.
0: Amen, amen. We're gonna get, right, we're gonna get banned here. Go ahead and play this for me, just as an encouragement on my way to heaven. Just an encouragement to you folks. <clears> huh? <throat> look, hey, hey. I'm on my way to heaven. I want, I want, to, I want to enjoy, I, I want to enjoy the path. Now, look, YouTube's probably gonna ban this because we use. Our, well, we're not on YouTube. They're gonna, Facebook's gonna ban it for unregistered content. Or Go ahead and
2: play it. But still I'm gonna be alright Long as I got my Savior by my side He freed me from the heavy chains That had bound my broken heart Picked me up Gave me a brand new start Now I'm on my way to heaven On my way to heaven I'm on my way to heaven So I can't be staying long Amen! I was serving time in prison in a solitary cell Sentenced by a judge and jury Of myself And bless me Forgave me Touched me with his love shine down all his glory From above Yeah, I'm on my way to heaven like to fix things, like right? You make something out of nothing all the time. They got a word for that. What's that word? It's redemption.
3: Redemption.
4: Yeah. Redemption. My Amen. dad was a monster. And I saw God
0: transform him from a man that I hated into the man I wanted to become
2: and he will walk with you every day the shepherds
3: Come along, come along, friend. Mm. Amen, that was good, Coach.
4: Amen,
0: baby. Amen, amen. It's a matter of walking through the tough times and keeping your eyes open and forgiving and forgetting as we move forward, man. Hey, listen, we are so much more than we have become. Real quickly, Dave, before I bring you in, listen, I'm just going to say one thing about this, folks. This is, has been the slowest month financially in the history of Past Assault Ministries. Slowest month ever. If all of you out there gave 20 bucks. Come on, that ain't nothing. You get this every day. You're right there, Coach Dave Live. Come on in, Dave Allison.
3: Yeah, thanks. So, Hey, I want to encourage you. I'm watching Spencer out there. I want to thank him for all he does for this ministry. And uh, I got thinking, you know, Spencer, you're probably the youngest one in here. So, pay close attention because should God cheer you, got to carry this thing on, all right? Amen, baby.
0: Amen, Spence. That's right. Hey, listen, come on, man. We got to amp it up. We got to get a hold of these young guys. Us uh, Septup. What name is it when you're seventy? I'm, I'm going to become one of those next next week, right? No, man. We got to be able to pass the torch, pass the ball off to somebody else. Hey, Fred. Don't forget this. Real big windshield, real tiny rearview mirror, because it's so much more important where you've gone and where you've been. See you, Mark.
5: Amen.